we are off. Week 12 podcast. Undrafted rookie. Welcome. One and all. I'm here with Jonathan. And we're going to talk about American football for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Very good. How'd I do? Not bad. I didn't like being full named, but fine. Apologies, Jonathan. You can edit it out, Jonathan. <laughs> I'll put like bleeps over it. Nice. Um, yeah. Big week this week in football. Yeah, mate. Good week this week. You yeah. mean a week just passed, right? You're not talking about next week. Yeah, I'm talking about week 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good Thanksgiving week. week. Yeah. Look, all the games. What do you mean all the games? No one had it off, did they? No, no bye weeks. Full no slate bye games. weeks. No teams called in sick. No. Imagine if someone did. Yeah. Imagine if, you know. Just Bengals just called Sunday up. morning. Someone's Sorry, like, guys. Our team are real. Not coming into work today. We'll play next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'd respect that, to be fair. I don't think they'd have a good way of dealing with that because they never had to before. No one's had the audacity to be like, oh, our entire team can't play. They're real. No. I mean, this would kind of make it a, a bit less fun, but last year they had the, the more Hamlin thing where the game was called off. Um, and then there were many meetings and debates about what to do with the game because it had like playoff implications. Yeah. Um, and then they ended up decide like making all these decisions based on the other results. It was like, it's only like two or three weeks left for the season. Right. So it was like, if like Cincinnati and Baltimore are tied for the division, then they'd like uh, do a coin toss or something. There were there were a few like scenarios, um, where that like different things would happen. So they did all this thinking, and they decided go and toss it. Yeah, fair. Um, so what's the game... happened there is they've done absolutely no thinking about it. They decided yeah. on called toss, and then they've gone. That took us ages to make that decision. That's what I've been in doing a the last hour meeting. Yeah, and spent. Two hours, 46 minutes, just like chatting about their week. And then they're like, fuck, we really need to... Anyone got a coin? Will that work? Flip Can we get coin? away with that? Flip a coin? Um, yeah, I can't remember why we're talking about that. But yeah, full slate of games. Full slate. Um, should we get going? Because we've got a full slate of games. We've got a lot to get through. Let's get going. Is there a way we could get through a bunch quicker? Oh, I'm so pleased you asked, Paul. Yeah, so we think we might try and make this a section. We're going to call it Paul's Five-Word Reviews, working title. I was going to say, I don't agree on any name for it. <laughs> That's a pretty boring name, but maybe. Well, sometimes titles just have to be descriptive. Okay. Um, so you're going to give us five-word reviews, basically the games that we've considered to be boring. Um and then we've got a bonus one from me, which is the Monday night game, because neither of us have watched that game. So I thought I'd do that one. Mix it up. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Your first 
five word review is of the this New Orleans. Five is tops, by the way. Okay, yeah. Not to do under five. That's not a requirement. <laughs> okay. I worry that you're just gonna go bad, good, bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> if we start doing this every week, one week, I'm hitting you with the bad goods. All right. Full start. Start again. Your first five word review. New Orleans Saints, 15. The Atlanta Falcons, 24. At last, Falcons win. At last, Falcons win. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 16. The Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, 10. Bengals get in the bin. Bengals get in the bin. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20. Indianapolis Colts, 27. Close game, good game. Close game, good game. New England Patriots, 7. New York Giants, 10. Does anyone care? No. I thought that was going to be close game, bad game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I change my answer? (laughs) No. All right, we're we're still going. Carolina Panthers, 10. Tennessee Titans, 17. Should have been easier for Titans. Should have been easier for Titans. There was an apostrophe. Apostrophe. V-E. Yeah, yeah. Um... Los Angeles Rams, 37. Arizona Cardinals, 14. No Nakua. Cup. No problem. Good one, that. No Nakua. Cup. No problem. Cleveland Browns, 12. Denver Broncos, 29. What the fuck? Broncos win? Ah, nice exclamation. That was, what the fuck? Broncos win? Um, and then the bonus one better. from me, the Chicago Bears 12, Minnesota uh, 10. I went for Chicago win without a touchdown. Purely descriptive. Yeah. Descriptive um, good. You're a fan of descriptive. Yeah. Um, do you think that section went well? Yes. I think a lot of what we do could be improved if we spoke less. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Wicked. All right. Let's move on to the games that we care about, at least a little bit more. Um, so I think we want to try and talk about all the primetime island games. So we start with Thanksgiving. Green Bay Packers go to Detroit, who I believe haven't won on Thanksgiving since 2016. I saw that somewhere. Well, Detroit haven't. No, we better when they play it. They play on Thanksgiving every year. But Detroit, despite being strong favourites, lose 29-22 yeah. to just, the Packers. thing is with Thanksgiving, from my understanding, it's quite a lot. It's about tradition, isn't it? So Detroit are really honouring that. They're like, mm. we don't win on Thanksgiving. We're going to honour Thanksgiving and lose again. Yeah. I think that's what they were yeah. doing. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of tradition in Thanksgiving. You know, I don't know, turkey. I don't know what else. Giving thanks. I talking about pilgrims? Every year. I think we should stop talking about Thanksgiving. We don't know that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the game? 
Wait, ha- did you watch the game? I haven't watched the game. Oh, fuck. Okay. I better tell you what I thought of the game then. Um, Gerald Goff played badly again, which is concerning. He's been very kind of efficient and safe and a steady pair of hands. And not for the first time this season, he had big turnover he issues. He played bad. Yeah. He he was the second uh, second to top passing yards of the week. Okay. I think a decent chunk of that would have been at the end. Um, but even if you're getting lots of yards, if you then get turned over and you don't score. Problem. Yeah. He fumbled the ball twice in the first quarter. Problem. This is not good. Um, I'm just going to read out my notes. Um, these are things that, I don't know, I deemed worthy of writing down when I was watching it. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez, it also goes by Rodrigo, um, was playing as fullback, um, which I enjoyed very much because Rodrigo was a, is was a linebacker, a rookie linebacker last year. So I guess he's a second-year player now. He was a bit of a star of hard knocks last year. Okay. Um, and uh, he looked like a good linebacker, but he was in a, for a few snaps at fullback and got a catch, at least one. Um, I wrote That's it down cool. as like, Michael Rodriguez got a catch, what the hell? And then for the rest of the game, he was in for a, a few more snaps. I was like, oh, this is something that they're actually doing. Um, anyway, I enjoyed that. Um, this is a genuine question. Why, when Lions are on defense, do I only watch eight? Do I only watch Aiden Hutchinson? I don't you, know. wrote, you wrote that down. I wrote that down. <laughs> Those are the words I wrote down. You must just think he's so good. You're expecting that's where the play's going to yeah. happen. I mean, it's weird. He is so good. Um, he's a very good player and a very poor defense, really. Um, but it doesn't happen like when I'm watching the Niners. I'm not just watching Bosa. Or, you know, when I'm watching Cleveland, I'm not just watching Miles Garrett. But for some reason, when it's the Lions, I just watch number 97. There's something about him. Don't know. End of thought. (laughs) I think you might fancy him. My theory. Is he an attractive man? Yeah, he's... Yeah. Well, I think (laughs) we can put that mystery to bed. Yeah. Um, speaking of love, Jordan Love. <laughs> nice. It's a professional. Um, oh, no. Not my first time at the radio. Um, Jordan Love actually looks good. I kind of gave him a lot of shit the first sort of few weeks of the season. Well, like six. Um, <laughs> first half. <laughs> first half of the season, I gave him a lot of shit. But he's starting to piece it together. I think this is at least his second and maybe third game in a row. We've looked good. Like, not only, like, not making mistakes, but actually, like, making tough throws and making the right plays. decisions and stuff. And I was like, hey, this kid, you know, maybe he's, maybe there's something there. It would piss me off if he turned out to be a superstar, um, given that the Packers went from Aaron Rodgers. If they go to another one, that would be yeah. it. <laughs> I feel like you need some kind of quarterback turmoil like every other team has. But Yeah, they need to earn their superstars. Yeah, exactly. Just like have a few years in the wilderness, you know, picking up 
backups and veterans and guys for one year and rookies and then stumble upon someone. That's what the Niners said. That's the true American way to do it. <laughs> um, I wrote that the game was won in the trenches, question mark. I don't know why that's a question mark. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure about it. Maybe uh, you said that before the game was won. Maybe. Maybe in the end it might be different. Um, I said Goff was under pressure a lot, um, which you know led to the turnovers. And famously, Goff has not done well under pressure. Okay. Um, uh, and then my only other note was uh, the Jack Harlow halftime show. I kind of didn't realize they did halftime shows at Thanksgiving, but they do. Oh, that's a bit crazy, isn't it? Didn't we watch a game with a halftime show in the Sunday window? Uh, what? I can picture someone coming down off the roof, like someone had jumped off the roof. Oh, uh, ludicrous in ludicrous. the Atlanta game. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Does that mean all three of the Thanksgiving games had halftime shows? I think only the main two, like the Lions and Cowboys. Only Cowboys and Lions. Yeah. It was weird. So I'll get on to the Dallas one. Um, but I, what I was thinking was... Um, the halftime must be longer because it was a proper show. Like we had like staging and stuff. I mean, some pretty kind of B Tech looking staging for Jack Harlow, to be honest. But and all this malarkey, and it went on for a while, and it still had the advert breaks and stuff. It'd be on like Super Bowl time, yeah, timings rather than regular game timings. That must be annoying though for the players. I feel like if you're sat for more than like, twenty minutes. Yeah, you just want to get on with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, good, I wrote that note practice, down though. in case you'd seen the halftime show. Um, I hadn't. I didn't you, even know they had one either. That's quite cool. No, it's the kind of thing you might have seen on social media, but you're not on that. Nope. No. All right. So I guess that, conc- <laughs> that concludes our Packers-Lions analysis. Um, well, maybe we should say the Packers are all of a sudden not out of the playoff race. Um, and the Lions, who were genuinely in contention for the number one seed, are probably not now. I mean, they could still be. I think they've got a fairly easy schedule off the top of my head. But it's going to be tricky now. Because yeah. two games they have back. to turn up every single game now. Yeah. And they've had a couple of dodgy results now. Um which is worrying. All right. Next game. Washington Commanders 10, Dallas Cowboys 45. Bit fucking nuts, that, isn't it? Bit nuts. What did you make of this? Well, like I said, I've not watched any of the Thursday <laughs> games. <laughs> I realize all the games you've watched are the ones that we've just rattled through. With five word reviews, yeah. One of them, my review was good game. <laughs> True. We could have talked about that good game. Uh, to be fair, I imagine this is a lot more of an interesting one to talk about. I just haven't watched it. 45 points is mad for Cowboys, yeah. I mean, 
I can say it was a bad week to have Brian Robinson in your fantasy team. Definitely. Yeah. Good week uh, to have Dak Prescott. Or probably any of the Cowboys players or defense. Yeah. I think CD Lamb did only okay for him. But obviously that means like would have been the best wide receiver on any other team, probably. Yeah. Um I think I mean what would I write down? I write this must have been quite early on in the game. That Sam Howe is a tough player making plays. I don't really know what I meant by that. Can't remember. But how many I think it was beers the first time I proper watch Sam Howe, like in a full game. Like live. Okay. Um Rather than on like, Red Zone or Gaming 40. Yeah. I was not like totally like impressed, impressed, but I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of thought it'd be, you know, rubbish. I thought I'd look like a rookie, basically. And not a good rookie. Okay. Um, but I was like, okay. But he's always like getting hit and like shaking it off or like initiating contact. He seems like a physical guy. Um, I also wrote that he was always under pressure in this game. Is um, Sam Howell the one that gets sacked like more than yeah. anyone else? He's going for the record, I think. Okay. Maybe he should stop initiating contact. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I said that, I mean when he's running. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Not in the pocket. <laughs> just in the pocket, he's just like, I reckon I can take this guy that's 350 pounds. Like some guy that's trying to start a mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Romo, this is unrelated. Tony Romo many times on the broadcast said that he thought Dallas were going to get to the Super Bowl. Or, you know, he said a number of times, and this is why I think Dallas can win the Super Bowl because they blah, blah, blah. Um, And while, A, you know, you want your commentators to kind of big it up, big up the game. Um, And also Tony Romo used to play for Dallas. He's probably got a bit of bias there. I don't think he would say those things, especially that many times. He said it a lot. It kind of annoyed me. Uh, willy-nilly. So, I do sort of believe him. Yeah. I mean, when they've got... Mm. When they're firing on all cylinders, yeah. they've proven their defense is probably the best in the league. Yeah. And then their offense can score 45 points. Yeah. And they've beaten good teams, so... They've also lost They've... some bad ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of the Niners game in particular, but they had another game and they just, I can't remember what it was, but they just like disappeared. Yeah, well, there's a, I feel like a couple of teams like that that when they're, I think Browns are sort of like that. They've displayed moments where it's like if they're playing their best, at their best yeah. form, they're going to be like unbeatable. Yeah. But the problem is, you don't know on the day whether they're going to be on their best form or quite beatable. Yeah. Um, now, this is the final thing I wrote down. Now, this I think you'll like. Do you know who Deron Bland is? His last name's Bland. Bland. No. He holds the record, as of now, for most pick sixes 
in a single season when in this game he got his fifth of the season. Wow. So for some That's context. Like one in two, three games. Yeah. He's I think he only started six. playing games because the guy in front of him got injured. And then Trayvon Diggs was in front of him. So that's a season record. Five is. He's yeah. still got enough time to get a sixth. Oh, yeah. Possibly a seventh. And so for just a comparison, he's, this is a corner who essentially has five, if you like, five receiving touchdowns this year. Yeah. Kyle Pitts has four. Yeah. In his career. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only, I, mean, I can't remember when Pitts got drafted, but like three or four years. Yeah, that seems three unnecessary years, that you've attacked Pitts. <laughs> you could have done someone. this. You did have to do someone, but you're like, Pitts is getting it. I thought he was a big name. Yeah, yeah, he is a big name. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, and maybe then... Bland's going to be a bigger name now. Well, maybe, yeah. The thing is, the guy that... So, Trayvon Diggs was a starting corner who was known for his interceptions. He got loads. Um, he got hurt. Deron Bland comes in and then sets the record for pick sixes. Um, so that's, so did know. Bland not play the first game? I don't know. I don't know when Diggs got hurt. Diggs he might have got hurt during the first game. Yeah, or like in practice or something. I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. But he's a rookie as well, I think. Like a late nice. round, or you know, mid to late round. Where he's his stock is certainly rising then. Yeah. I mean Yeah, it's crazy. Um anyway, and then the halftime show was Dolly Parton. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So obviously, you know, in Dallas. Lots of people, big Dolly Parton fans, and a good reason. Um, I did a couple of Queen covers. She did. Rogue. We are the champions. And okay. I think she did another one. We are the champions is a great song to do at any sort of sporting event. Yeah, I mean Dallas haven't been champions for a while, but you know it's a nice sentiment. Yeah, yeah, it's you know like we are the moral champions. In did she do her, her big songs? Yeah, Jolene, yeah. Nine to five. Nice. Others. Others. <laughs> Jolene's the big one, isn't it, really? That's how. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then my final bit of news from this game is that after this game, the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders was relieved of his duties. He got sacked. He was sacked. Um, which kind of, it just kind of feels like he's a full guy. Like, yeah, you've look, just conceded 45 points. Yeah. Let's not blame anyone on the team that sucked the defensive coordinator. Also, like two, three weeks ago, you traded away your two or two of your best defensive weapons in Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Young and Sweaty. Yeah. So, you know. And you faced expect? a really good team and they scored up to points. Shock. Defense wasn't great. Trade away two of the best things. Defense gets worse. That's the coach's fault. Mm, don't know. <laughs> uh, San Fran? Yes, absolutely. Shall we talk about this game for the rest of the podcast? No. 
because we need to talk about the Eagles game, but I suppose we can mention this game on the way to get into the Eagles game. Right. I wrote, I mean, what I thought would be funny when I was doing this was writing a list of things I was thankful for because Thanksgiving and just list 49ers players. But um, the list is way too long for me genuinely to go through it. Um, so but okay, <laughs> CMC had a great game. Yeah, 114 rushing yards. Not fucking bad. Guy's a beast. Guy is a beast. I mean, he's probably the highest fantasy scoring player. He, uh, let me double check. Got the second most rushing yards of the week. Of the week. Yeah, the guy that beat him by a lot. Kyron Williams, 143 uh, yards. Yeah. It's easier when you're against the Cardinals, though. And <laughs> thrown. <laughs> yes. CMC had a big week. Debo Samuel had a big week. Debo Samuel had a big week. Brock Purdy played well. Mooney Ward, the cornerback, was great. Um, he was matched up one-on-one with DK Metcalf a lot. And they're both very kind of physical, confrontational type players. Yeah. In the past, because this is obviously a divisional game, they've had some kind of beefs. And, you know, sometimes... Metcalf's got the better of him, sometimes vice versa. For this game, completely shut him down. I don't know if Metcalf had a catch. Like, it was a great performance. Um, The D-line was great. Um, I've actually written here, Niners running the ball like nobody's business. Nice. I must have been in a fun mood when I was writing this. Um, I mean, 49ers were winning, so you probably... Yeah, that probably a good was, mood. What was that? CMC getting yards he has no right to get. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think has been true all season, but most season, I don't feel like the Niners' run game has been that good. CMC's just been like the difference between it being sort of average and being like good enough. Do you know what I mean? Instead of getting three yards, because CMC is getting like five. Um, yeah, as now instead of getting three, he's getting like 15. Yeah, in this game, every run was like seven yards, ten yards, nine yards. But it's quite you know, frustrating when you're not supporting 49ers and you watch someone like close the gap straight away and you're like, ah, oh, thank God, like they've stopped him. And then you like <laughs> blink and then you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You're still going? Don't make no sense. Um, but yeah, Seattle, so see, so the Niners got in front and then Seattle looked Awful first half. Second half, it looked like they were going to mount a comeback. They had a pick six early on. Um, but then the Niners just like turned it on again on offense and and defense, to be fair. And okay. just settled it and it was comfortable. Um, did Seahawks score two touchdowns and miss one of the point afters or did they get two field goals? I think it was field goals. Okay, so the only touchdown was on defense. Was on defense, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Niners' defense looked like the Niners' defense of last year, and that D line, especially, very tasty. Nice. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else we need to say about that? No. Let's move on because this episode's going to be too long, otherwise. 
Because you're still okay. on fucking Thursday. Which, if you listen to this, is at least like eight or nine days ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miami against New York in the first ever Black Friday game. Miami win 34-13. Um, you didn't watch this one? Did not watch it. Right, okay. I'm going to rattle through my notes because this is taking too long. Um, Jets' offense, so terrible. Had a couple drives in the fourth quarter that made it look better. Uh, I think I mean like their stats probably looked better than they were, but the Jets' offense was awful. Yeah. Which it's been all season. New quarterback this time. No, Zach like yeah. Wilson, Tim Boyle. Um, oh, yeah, last week we were talking about Boyle. We said he sounds like someone from Harry Potter. We can't remember who it is. Is he it's... from Harry Potter? No. no. But it's Malfoy's mates, a crab and Goyle. A Goyle. Okay. I said Craig Goyle last week. Oh, yeah, you did. Which was incorrect. Um, but yeah, Tim Boyle, not the answer. Um, I don't know what the answer is. The answer's not available anymore because the trade deadline's gone. But The answer's uh-huh. probably support a different team if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, probably worth tanking for the Jets and then just trying to draft someone. Probably best bet. Oh, wait, no. You got Rogers next year. Hmm. Don't know. Because if, if you only have Rogers for one year, then what'd you do? Yeah, I guess a... just sign a veteran backup who you can actually play. Sign, you know, Jacoby Brissett or can sign Josh a, Dobbs. A really good rookie and then he's been tutored by Alan Rogers for a year. Work for John Love. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I wrote watching Miami reminds me of watching San Francisco. A lot of motions. Good run game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the coordinate the head coach in Miami used to be the offensive coordinator in San Francisco. So there's that link there. So they do genuinely run a similar scheme. But I was just watching it, and it's when they were running, and they'd get like. Seven yard run on first down. I'm like, oh yeah, I know this. They're quite, <laughs> yeah, they're quite fun to watch. Both teams, a lot of run after the catch as well. Obviously, Tyreek is a big part of that. Yeah, but um, both teams. Waddle's good. Waddle, yeah, similar player. Um, and now this play is crazy. Okay. You've obviously not seen it. Hit me with um, it. Um. So, I'm trying to remember it properly. It's the end of the first half. The Jets have the ball. I think Miami have the ball, and then they like turn it over on downs about midfield. So, all of a sudden, I think the Jets have the ball with about two, three seconds left. Final play. Um, too far for a field goal. Going to try a Hail Mary. Uh, you know, nothing to lose because it's the final play. Uh, Tim Boyle. Blah, blah, blah. Hoys it up. Throws it deep. It gets almost the end zone. I think it's like the one-yard line. Might be even on the line of the end zone. It's intercepted. Okay. Well, the Hail Mary didn't work. Javon Holland intercepts it and runs. And runs. And runs. And runs. And scores a touchdown. Scores a a 99-yard interception. Return for a touchdown. A pick six. A pick six. Off a Hail Mary. 
which I don't, I'm no, you know, I'm no historian, but I don't think that's happened before. Because I feel that like if it has, I would have heard about bad. it. And that, I feel like that was so, that could only happen to the Jets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like on a, on a play where you have nothing to lose, you found then something that you could lose. You end up losing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. So yeah. Seek out that play. Um, but it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, and then a genuine question, which neither of us will be able to answer. I don't understand how Garrett Wilson last year was Offensive Rookie of the Year and had a great year with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. But this year, Zach Wilson's playing quarterback, or was, and, you know, can't pass it to anyone. No receivers can, you know, rack up any kind of stats or any kind of good plays or yardage or anything because the quarterback's so bad. But last year, Garrett Wilson was rookie of the year and had a really good year. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what's changed. But I don't think anything in the team has changed for the worse from last year, really. Just the outcomes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I've written down here, Jet's done. So they're, they're forked, they're cancelled, whatever uh, word we're using. I think you could have wrote that down a few weeks ago, mate. Yeah, but I have written it down this week. Okay. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Um, yeah, I feel like we haven't spoken about Miami there at all, but, you know, well done to them, I guess. They did Miami things. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Jets. What kind of praise do you want? Um, all right, let's, should we get to a game that you've actually watched? Was yeah, we are we only... We're only going to talk about two games that I've watched, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Nice, okay. Um, let's, let's get yeah, to, to be it. fair, when I planned that, I thought you would have watched at least some of the Thanksgiving games. Which, to be fair, at no point did you indicate you had. No, but I also didn't say I hadn't. And they are more interesting, I can see from the scores. Um, all right. The big battle of the AFC South. Winner takes the lead in the division. Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans. The Jags win by three. 24-21. Very, very close. One of Dripping. the best games of the week. Great game. Until I watched We'll talk about Eagles later. Until I watched that game, this was the best game of the week. Mm. It was sick. And I was sort of wanting both teams to win yeah, when I was watching too. it. Because Texans were behind, I guess. I was always yeah. really rooting for Texans. Mm-hmm. Me too. But them not winning was really a disaster. I was just so pleased it was a good game. I was yeah. a little worried that Texans might just get like I don't know, like proper fucked over. And Jags might just win by like 30. So the fact it was a great game, I was very happy. Texans are really good at football. And uh, next year, they're going to be better. Yeah, I mean, what's most exciting is that you've got CJ Stroud, who is all of a sudden, you know, already in that kind of top echelon of quarterbacks with, you know, maybe Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson... Yeah, you know, not far off Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's right top, up there. Probably a top ten quarterback thrown yeah. to Tank Dell, who's 
amazing. And also they're both rookie. rookies. So they're going to be together for the next three years at least. Yeah, so they'll get better together in theory. And this game, we're going to have this game twice a year with Trevor Lawrence on the other side. All of a sudden, AFC South is fun. Yeah, if they can stay that good, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be great. Um, I think it was a, a rough ending to this game. Do you remember the ending? Uh, oh, the ending was crazy. Was I want to say Texans went for field goal to equalize and it hit the post? Yeah, that is, yeah, yeah that is rough, isn't it? So the kicker missed one, I think, from fifth from fifty or like fifty-one for something like that earlier in the game. Yeah, he hit the ball on fifty-eight. Yeah, that was it. He'd never hit one from. <laughs> further than 50 before um, he's not the usual kicker the usual kicker's hurt we signed Amandola off the street got him in and yeah hit the crossbar so you know if they had an extra yard or even just an extra foot yeah then they take it to overtime and CJ Stroud has yet another comeback drive you know on his resume yeah why did you remind me of that? I've forgotten. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But good game. No, great game. Great I just game. love watching CJ Stroud. Yeah, they're really fun to watch. It reminds me of Mahomes in that like, he'll just kind of... He extends plays, avoids pressure, and will just kind of you know, run kind of side to side behind the line of scrimmage. Start shuffling around and then just like find a play, like make a pass. I mean, where yeah. most quarterbacks might like you know get out of the pocket and then scramble for four yards or whatever, he'll just keep evading until the, until there's a pass. Yeah, it's certainly a skill to be willing to just play that yeah. cool. Most quarterbacks, the second they're out of the pocket, they're either lobbing it. Or they're sprinting and trying to get as many yards as they can. Whereas yeah, he's, takes... him and Mahomes are like chilling. Must take a lot of luck, poise, because you've got to keep, obviously, you'll keep looking downfield. You've got to keep your eyes up. Yeah. You've got to keep hard. a lot of things in mind. Yeah, you've got to know where all the pressure's coming from, but be looking at your receivers. Yeah, a few times I've been convinced he's going to get sacked for like 20 yards, but no, he never does. Never seems to. No. Next game? Next game. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs go to Las Vegas and win 31-17 in a game that wasn't as straightforward as that scoreline makes it seem. Okay, I now realise I said that as a you were going to say something, and you've not seen this game. No. Um, the Raiders went up at least thirteen points, maybe more, um, and looked alright. Kansas City kind of having their usual kind of problems, and then eventually they kind of got it going. Isaiah Pacheco had a big game. Rushy Rice. Um, 
Yeah, played Rashi well. Rice did well. Had a big game and kind of just sort of found a way. And again, they really had no business losing anyway. So it's not a game that makes me think, you know, oh, Kansas City are back on the map and they're going to win the Super Bowl and everything's all right in Kansas City. But they did what they needed to do. And that's yeah. what good teams do. They win ugly. They, they, you know, they play badly and they win. So you can't really complain. Um, okay. Yeah. I think if you take Mahomes out of this Kansas City team, they're below average on offense. Their defense is very good. Yeah. On offense. Yeah, I don't know what you do if you take Mahomes out. Yeah. Struggle. That's what you do. Struggle. Big yeah, time. that's exactly what you do. Take Andy um, Reid out as well. Andy Reid's a huge plus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you just need receivers who are going to catch the ball. Or eight, well, they're going to get open as well. Going to get um, open, going to catch it. And a plus would then be run after catching it. Yeah, well, I think McCall Hardman was supposed to be that guy. But it never happened for him. And no. he went to the Jets and then he, now he's come back. Anyway. Um, that's not what we're here for. We're here for the next game. I think we should skip the next game and come back to it. Do as the final game. Okay. Messing with the chronology, but that's fine. I'm messing with the chronology, but realistically, after we speak about the Eagles game, I'm not going to care. Right, okay. So I'm adaptable. I'm loosey-goosey. Yeah, loosey-goosey. That's what everyone describes you as. That's what I wrote on my spreadsheet. (laughs) Um, Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night go to SoFi and beat the Chargers 20 points to 10. And another game that Paul's not seen. Um, and I watched a bit of. So I'll just kind of rattle through it quickly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of mistakes from the Chargers. On offense fumbles. Where Paul Eckler had one. Herbert had one. Um, I still think Herbert's a really good quarterback. I think a lot of people do. But he just can't. They can't win games. Like, Baltimore are obviously a good team. Didn't have a great game. No. Chargers could could have easily won this uh, well easily they, they could have won this game yeah if but, they're losing by 10 and they're making lots of mistakes you yeah. think stop making the mistakes you win they had many opportunities um they just kept coughing the ball up um yeah it was very disappointing and just charges do what charges do which is every week they find a brand new way to lose um and then the only other thing I wanted to mention was that Carl Hamilton, the Ravens' second-year safety out of Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I don't know how you say that. Notre Dame's in France. Notre Dame? Notre Dame, I think is how Americans say it, yeah. Um, had a very good game. He was everywhere. He was okay. pressuring the quarterback. He was making tackles. He was back deep. You know, had a oh, great game. I want to watch. Uh, yeah, I mean, he came out of the draft. He was a very high draft pick. Okay, um, so he was already one to watch. But he was already one to watch. Now you're um, enjoying doing the watching. And yeah, he had a good. He had a good first year last year, but this game was like all pro level. Um, and we'll see if he's, you know, if he is the all pro safety, um, or you know, one of. 
the end of the year. Um, but yeah, Baltimore Ravens are now alone at the top of the AFC seeds. Um, okay. I think, right, I'll, tr- I'll try and remember this if I can get it right. On Sunday, the game begun with Miami number one seed because um, they played on Friday. Right. Um, after the first window, the Jags had the number one seed at eight and three. Right. After the late window, the Kansas City Chiefs had the number one seed, also at eight and three, but with tiebreakers, they were number one seed. After Sunday night football, the Ravens were the number one seed after they went nine and three by beating the Chargers. So one get one day for division leaders, for conference leaders. Madness. Madness. Anyone's game then, isn't it? It really is. So obviously Baltimore on their bye next week. So if you win, you'll tie up with Baltimore on nine and three. If you're yeah, one of those teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, let's go back to the big one. Oh, yes, please. The Buffalo Bills, 34. The Philadelphia Eagles, 37 in overtime. Thanks to Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown to win the game. Right. Take me into the world of Paul. I want how you're feeling when you're watching this. How are you at halftime? How are you feeling towards the end? Chaotic, mate. You got? Have you got? Have you got a drink? Uh, not a fun one. Not a fun one. You're just need, hydrated. Just hydrated. Didn't need a fun one though, because I felt no. bloody buzz just of what was going on. Sometimes I need one to take the edge off. Yeah, fair. I mean, if there was one about. Wasn't going to say no, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, yeah, a wave of emotions. Watching it game in forty as well. Oh man, that's condensed. It's condensed, but also in the big moments, you don't have enough time mm. to like work yourself about it too much. They just yeah happen. Just They're just bang, bang, bang. Um. So, my highlights of the game right. was blocking the field goal. Well, huge. Jalen Carter. Coming huge. Through. I mean, always seems huge. Obviously, once you know how the game went, that Definitely. made it the game. They lost without that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles touchdown to... A guy I don't think I've ever seen before in my life. Zach Zachus? Zachis? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Mm. I mean, I'm maybe shouldn't be calling myself an Eagles fan because I had no clue who that guy was, but I was buzzing. Um, I don't really know who he is. I'm guessing he's the backup tight end because Dallas Goddard wasn't in the game. Okay, maybe. He could have been a receiver, just like the you know, fourth receiver or whatever. He plays occasionally. But yeah, I think they were... I didn't write it down, but I think they were like third and ten. Uh, and yeah, like, maybe. And I, I was remember. like, oh, don't... Like, I could, couldn't see them making third and ten. Mm. Not only did they make it, but I touched down. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, obviously got towards the end of the game and I was like... Did you... At what point... Was there a point where you thought, ah, oh, we're not going to win this. Like, this is the one. We're not going to win it. Because the Buffalo were playing great. Allen was playing great. Oh, Josh Allen was playing amazing. Yeah. Not only was he the passing leader of the game, he was also the rushing leader. Yeah. And how many touchdowns did he score? Four? Fucking lot. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts also had a huge game. Yeah, he probably scored the seven out. He, I know for fantasy, he got me 35 points, which is a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, the fact that Josh Allen got more rushing yards than DeAndre Swift, who didn't have a bad game by any means. No. Um, that was a bit mad. Uh, I was... At one point, I did shout, I'm never buying a Jason Kelsey jersey. I know exactly what point that was. <laughs> it was when he made a yeah, a fifty yard field goal attempt. A sixty yard field goal attempt. Yeah, with two full starts in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even going back the yards, it was like, Oh well now we've got no chance to do anything else. It was the time as well as the yards, obviously. Yeah. Um but yeah. Elliot. Jake Elliot came through for you. In a massive way. I mean, that hit, was huge. To hit a fifty nine yarder, which I think is what it went down as officially. In those conditions. Or in rain. Like he just drilled it as well. It had it like had a few yards on it as well. Yeah, I think the commentator was like, Oh, that probably could have been a six like 64, 64 yeah. yards. And, you know, under awesome. that pressure, they took the time out before to ice him, you know, get him all nervous. And yeah. he just pipes it. Boom. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what you need. Someone that doesn't, or that does well under that sort of pressure. Yeah, I didn't even make a note on the overtime. That was the less remarkable bit. I felt. Have you watched much overtime? You know the overtime rules. Yeah, I knew the overtime rules going in. It's basically first to get t- well, it is first to get a touchdown. Uh, yeah. But then if you get a field goal and the other team doesn't then get a field goal, then you've won also. Yeah, yeah. So it used to just be first to score, I think. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, no, look, that's unfair to the team that gets the ball first. So then Which it was I... like, Definitely agree with. Yeah. But um, they did amend the rules a couple of years ago uh, after that overtime where it was at Patrick Mahomes. It was that game between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen where it was a 13 seconds game where um, anyway, the Chiefs took it to overtime and then Mahomes got the ball first and just went down the field and scored a touchdown. And it was in the playoffs, and then Buffalo were out, and Allen just like didn't get a chance. Yeah, so they've changed the rules, but they've only changed the rules for the playoffs, which means that if you get the ball first and you go down and score a touchdown, the other team get a chance to go down and score a touchdown. Yeah, but I think that's fair. You should both get a chance, and it wouldn't apply in this situation anyway because we had a field goal and then a touchdown. Yeah. Um, 
Jalen Hurts doing Jalen Hurts things. Yeah, remarkable stuff. In it's... the first half, I feel like Buffalo were the better team, sort think... of, but they would just kept making mistakes. They made so many mistakes that was costing them yards. But like every time Eagles got the ball, it was punt, punt, yeah, punt. And then they'd get the ball and they'd do loads of good bits and then they'd just fuck themselves over. Penalties. I think, I think Buffalo were the better team. In my yeah, probably. I have not, I've not checked the stats, but Buffalo would have got more yards. I'm fairly confident of that. Yeah. And I feel like it's not the first time we've said this about the Eagles. They, yeah, they it's just like the managed Steelers. to win. Obviously, they're much better than the Steelers. Don't get me wrong, but in the way that like Steelers like keep winning games ugly, in a way the Eagles are sort of doing that as well. Yeah, I don't feel like they ever got close to scoring and didn't. Mm. They either punted it on the first, like after what three three downs, then they punt, or they'd end up getting a touchdown or field goal. Yeah, and like we blocked a field goal, we scored difficult ones there was none of that the other way around hmm. none, they didn't block anything we weren't like unlucky in any really real respect yeah Buffalo had it was it, is it this game yeah Buffalo had a few calls go against them as well like was it this game it might have been the Chargers game I'm thinking of I think it was the Chargers game although there was a horse collar on Josh Allen in this game but that was not called anyway um yeah, and this is sort of unrelated, but I'll bring it up now. During this game, I was watching I was watching Red Zone because annoyingly with the game pass, you can't just pick a game if Sky have chosen that game. Do you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Which means basically you can't watch the best game of each window. You can pick a different game and watch that, but you can't pick the best one because Sky have that. Um, so I was watching this on Red Zone and there's about, I can't remember... Eight minutes or so left in the fourth. And I've never seen this happen before on any television thing I've ever watched. Um, yeah, they just watched the game. No, no, Scott Hansen goes, um, he's like, guys, you may, you may be hearing this, but we have something which has never happened to me before. There is an alarm going off in the studio and we are being told we need to evacuate the building. What the fuck? The control room also need to evacuate the building. So we'll leave this game on and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> that is insane. Um, it was all right because so they, like, left, they left the Eagles game on. They left it on for a bit, but I mean, Scott Hansen was back very quickly. And he was like, we've been told that I can stay here on the, in the studio. Um <laughs> But you could hear this like alarm in the background, like that's ridiculous. What was, I was that? Like, fire? What is happening? I guess like yeah, like a fire alarm. But then I was like, how has that never never happened on live TV before? Because they must have fire alarms. Yeah. So I mean, how has someone not you know burnt some toast or whatever? That's crazy. But you know that builds attention even more when you're you know you're worried about Jason Kelsey for starting. We're they also just... worried about Scott Hansen being burnt to death on a fire. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, 
but yeah anyway i thought that was wild i just thought i'd bring it up here um yeah this was such a great game it felt like a playoff game yeah it felt like the like it didn't have the same stakes but in the moment it did feel like it had that it felt like everything yeah i mean i think i i'm feeling that with pretty much all the eagles games but certainly Well, Eagles agreed have got some big games recently. yeah Chiefs, Bills, Niners next. Like, I mean, they're doing good. yeah, they're, They're, they're what, 9 and 1 or 10 and 1 now? 10 and 1 now. they're 10 and 1 now. They're winning the big games. Yeah, that's what Even you got though to do. they look like they should be losing them, but they are winning them. Um, Yeah, that was possibly... probably my favorite game of the season Yeah. definitely my favorite game of the season and i think even on paper a lot of people would agree with that i don't think just because you're an eagles fan just objectively Yeah. No, I think that speaking was probably the best game of the season. that's probably the best game just because of Yeah. all the madness I think there have been other good games, like the Texans box game was great, but because it didn't have the same kind of stakes. And I don't know, something about the weather as well made it, that probably made it feel more like a playoff game as well, because it felt Yeah. like more wintry. But Yeah, what a game. And, you know, Eagles had some injuries going in. Anyway, let's move along because we have been talking about All right, let's um, rattle through these other little sections. Um, so we'll start with a team whose stock has risen, a stock rising team for Paul. Packers. Hey, that's what I got. Matching. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, they were shit and looked very shit for a while. And now they don't look so shit. And actually, they look like they could. I don't think they will, but they could get a playoff spot. Maybe. Only in the NFC. In the AFC, there, I don't think they'd have a realistic shot. But in the NFC, which is where they are, yeah. They got a good shot. Um, stock <laughs> falling. Who have you got, Paul? Cleveland Browns Oh. they lost to Broncos The Broncos are good now, remember? yeah but I think Brown should be better Yeah. and it This wasn't is very a bad close result for the Browns. Browns need a quarterback. And they kind of have a bunch that are all rubbish, maybe. They've got a bunch that are playing rubbish. Yeah, well, they've got injuries as well, obviously. He who must not be named is injured. And then they've got this rookie, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's had some nice moments, but has also looked a bit iffy at times as well. Yeah, you don't want iffy. You want consistent. The concerning thing about this game for me is that The Cleveland Browns defense, which I would have as one of the top couple in the league, because Yeah. he did 29 points to the Denver Broncos, Well, who yeah. I would not have high on my offense list. Yeah, Brown should be top three, certainly top five defenses in the league. Yeah. If you told me that, if you told me before this week that the Broncos would win that game, I'd be like, I'd oh, probably like 13 10. Yeah. You wouldn't But. think high scoring. No, not exactly. Uh, your stock falling team. 
Um, I kind of struggle with this. I was torn between the Bengals and the Seahawks. Okay. But I did say both last week. Um, so I'm going to go for the Patriots. <laughs> I was up. torn between A and B, so I'm going to go for C. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, maybe I maybe I misspoke there. Can Patriots fall though? Because what's well, like the zero? So. I didn't think so, but then they lost the Giants. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, does that mean if they won that game, you'd be saying Giants? If they won that game, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Okay. I mean, it was really is, you knew they were the shit. It was Mav who's. The more shit one. The Giants are an awful team. Well, not they're a very bad team who have lost their starting quarterback and their second choice quarterback. The Patriots are a bad team who have all their quarterbacks still. Yep, and still losing. Yeah. So you know, Tommy DeVito w- wins that game with his like Italian uh, celebration. You know, the Italian hand. Oh yeah, that was good. Um. The guy from Jersey gets it done. All right. Your MVP of the week. Um, uh, should we say it together? Oh, no, but you don't get the same person as me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be different. Um, we say it together still. We just say different names at the same time. Okay, that won't be confusing. Three, two, one. Evans. Reward. Mike Evans. Yeah. Okay. But. I forgot who I've said previous weeks, but I'm certainly considering saying him in the last couple of weeks. So I might player. might have doubled up on it. A great, great player, and he had a couple moments that were close to being my highlight of the week. Okay. Tampa, I remember Tampa scored when they were fourth and ten, and they went for it. Yep. Which is already crazy. And then Evan scored. That was mad. Mm-hmm. And I remember right at the beginning of the game, he made a catch, which was nuts, where he was like horizontal when he made it because the defender like ran into him while he was in the air. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made the catch and I can't remember whether that, I think it was a touchdown. If not, it would have been like on a one yard line and then they got a touchdown. But I think it was a touchdown. He's a good player. Really fucking good. And it's weird that he seems better with Baker Mayfield than he was with Tom Brady. Yeah, so someone somewhere can say Baker Mayfield's better than Brady. There's a piece of evidence. Yeah. There's a lot going the other way, but there's a piece (laughs) saying Baker Mayfield's better. Um, All right. My MVPs, I wrote wrote loads down. My honourable mentions are Christian McCaffrey, Jake Elliott, and Josh Allen. Um, but my MVP this week is Traverius Ward, Mooney Ward, the Niners cornerback who shut down DK Metcalf. Yeah. I could have picked Carl Hamilton for the same reason, but obviously, you know, Niners bias wins out at the end of the day. Which is fair enough. Yeah, every so every so often. It rears its head in interesting ways sometimes, I'm biased. <laughs> um, in our preseason prediction game, it meant I didn't pick any Niners. But any of the awards. Um, right, okay. Your darkness retreat moment. This is your low light of the week. 
I reckon we've got the same one, but it doesn't work saying it at the same time for this because okay. it's a description. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, yep, Texans hitting the bar on a 58 yard field goal. Yep. Uh, Matt would have tied the game off crossbar. Yeah, we've discussed that, so we'll just leave that there. But that was we wanted to see overtime as well. That's the thing. They would yeah. have won the game, so we would have had more of good more football. of one of the best games of the season. Yeah. More Stroud, more Lawrence. Beat me. Um, highlight of the week. Paul's football highlight of the week. It's obvious, isn't it? Elliot hitting a 59-yard field goal yeah. to tie the game and then obviously Eagles going on to win. So the highlight's the field goal, though. The highlight's the field goal. Yeah, that was the um, best moment. That individual moment. Yeah, because I could have also given it to the field goal block because that had just as big of an impact on the game. But yeah. it just didn't feel as important at the time. No. Because it wasn't the last second. Um, I think, for me, I've got two Niners ones down, um, which was a Jawan Jennings catch where he, like, it was only a few yards, but he, like, shrugged off about four defenders in order to make an extra couple yards to get the first down. Nice. And that's exactly the kind of guy Jawan Jennings is. Um, he's the kind of guy that you probably hate if he's on anyone else's team. But if he's yeah. on your team, you love him. So I love him. Um, also, Ayuk's touchdown to seal the game at the end. I very much enjoyed that. But my highlight of the week has to be the Javon Holland 99-yard interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, fair. Had I seen that, that could have been mine as well because that's I love that shit. Yes, I love that shit. Also, um, before we get... Oh, this episode's too long. Before we get on to the next uh, Week 13 picks, a couple bits of news. Well, one, I've already covered one. Um, the Carolina Panthers head coach, Frank Reich, has been fired less than one year after he was hired. Okay. Well, sort of not shocking. Panthers are doing yeah, I mean, it's the quite... worst in the league. Yeah, I mean, but I sort of think, like, you give that team to anyone, what do you expect them to do? With all due respect. Yeah. And it's been quite widely reported that Frank Reich didn't want to um, draft Bryce Young. He wanted CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Okay. Who both looked better. Yeah, and apparently the owner wanted Young. Obviously, you know. The that only the gets their way, yeah. Um, and now the owner sacks Frank Reich. Um, you're, not, you're not doing too good. Yeah, because I wanted fucking CJ Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> you give me this chump. Um, but yeah, anyway. Nice. Well, not nice for Frank Reich. Nice was the wrong, <laughs> yeah. wrong thing to say there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think it'd be interesting to see if they get a new coach. Obviously, they got some kind of new coach, some interim coach. If they get that new coach bounce, where you know teams play better when they have a new coach, and then all of a sudden they might not get that number one pick, be interesting. I reckon they can. They'll get that number one pick. <laughs> yeah, they should be. We'll see. But it looks pa- like Patriots are contenders. They're yeah, working hard got... on it. Panthers have got one win, and then. Uh, Arizona and New England both have two. And then no one has three. Then it's a load of teams of four. 
I really so feel if you can like keep Arizona, your win total under four, you're guaranteed to get a top three pick. I feel like Arizona have played better than some teams that got four wins. Yeah. I feel like they've sort of semi been robbed. Yeah. But I don't I guess know what it, it is. Either way, they probably weren't making it to playoffs and they're just getting a better pick, so draft pick. So I guess it's okay, but Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind they've of had weird. some close games to like decent teams. Yeah. I feel like they should be like five and seven. Yeah, that's the sort of standard I put them at in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Prediction time. Prediction time. Rattle through these. Um, so this is for week 13 predictions. Oh, it's so an update from last week. Um, we both scored 11. Um, so 11 out of 16. Nice. Um, you predicted that the Colts game would be a tie, which was incorrect. It was close, um, though. Yeah. One score. score. Um, you got the Jags game right, and I didn't. I got the Steelers game right, and you didn't. But then you got you correctly predicted the Bears would win, which is quite a rarity. So good job by you. Um, but you do still trail 117 to 104. Um, so you got ground to make up. Well, I'm just hoping you've gone for the opposite team to me in all of these. But I think it's unlikely. I've gone for time, most of these. Oh, I have not. Yes. <laughs> um, Seattle go to Dallas on Thursday night of week 13. I've gone for the Cowboys because I want to win. Same. Um, the Chargers are playing the Patriots. I've gone for the Chargers because I want to win. Uh, I've gone for a draw because I don't want to win. Have you actually? Is I've gone for game? yeah. I do think Chargers will win, but I had to say draw for one. I I I know what one I would pick a tie for. So Is it yes? Colts Titans. No. Nope. Uh... You got one more guess. Let's go for. Falcons, Jets. Falcons, Jets. Okay. So I don't know. If that's a tie, I get some honorary points. Um, you don't need more points. <laughs> the Lions go to New Orleans to play the Saints. I've gone for the Lions. Detroit. Detroit. The Falcons against the Jets. I've gone um, Falcons. I've gone Falcons. I'll go draw, be... mate. I'll be live, live a little. No, I don't need to live. I'm winning. <laughs> I'm going to get on a t-shirt <laughs> really good t-shirt uh, Arizona against Pittsburgh Pittsburgh please uh, yeah same um, Carolina against Tampa Bay Tampa Bay please uh, yep same um, the Colts against the Titans uh, Colts for John same this is so hard for me to find because not only have I written them down in different order, sometimes you say the Colts Titans and sometimes you say like, oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Carolina. Well, I'm not going to change, sorry. No, um... I, and I know you're not. <laughs> I'm just complaining. Um, Miami, Washington. I think we might both go for Miami in that one. I've actually said Dolphins will beat Commanders. What? You maverick. Uh, Broncos, Texans. 
I've gone for the Texans. I've gone for Texans. Um, Browns, Rams. I've gone, I've gone for Browns. Yeah, we've all got the same. Um, Niners, Eagles. Ah, uh, Eagles. Go, Birds. I've gone for a tie. No, no I've gone for not. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, why not? Um, Kansas City against Green Bay. I've, I've gone, gone for Kansas, Kansas City. City. And Jacksonville host Cincinnati. And they win at home. Yes, we've actually guessed the same thing in every matchup, other than the Eagles-Niners game um, and your tie. So if you do claw back any points, it won't be many. Unless the tie's right. Unless the tie's right. a tie for every other week. But yeah. A lot of teams on bye next week. Pretty close. A tricky one for fantasy. Next week. I don't think any of my players are on by. That's because yeah. you've got a bunch of eagles. It's because all my players are eagles. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. Maybe one last sentence from you, Paul, and then we'll end. Have a good week. Have a good week. That's nice. Quite wholesome. All right. Have a good week, Paul. <laughs>